0: Chair, staff is ready when you are.
1: Good evening and welcome to the December 5th, 2022 Sacramento Youth Commission meeting.
0: The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Stormy? here thank you here thank you commissioner Fong here thank you commissioner Francis here thank you commissioner Galvez here thank you commissioner Hutt is currently absent commissioner Marin thank you commissioner Morley Is currently absent. Commissioner Obolu. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Rupri? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Miller Segura? Commissioner Miller Segura I, I do see her I it sounds like you're on mute but I do see you. Commissioner urban is currently absent. Commissioner white here. Thank here you. Present. Thank you. Vice Chair Sue. Here. Thank you. Chair Hong. Present. Thank you. We have a quorum. Thank you. This meeting is
1: virtual via Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you are online, click on the Raise Hand button on the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the Raise Hand option in the More tab and if you are calling in via telephone, to raise your hand, dial star 9. Then to unmute or mute, dial star 6. Speakers will now be called on, will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on, and we will now proceed with today's agenda. Um, Please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's Indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisunan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, Putwin-Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Ranchera, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the Native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's Indigenous peoples' history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. The next item is public comments matters not on the agenda. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments matters not on the
0: agenda? Thank you chair i do not see any hands raised for matters not on the agenda thank you
1: our first business today is approval of the consent calendar madam clerk are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar
0: thank you chair i do not see any hands raised for this item
1: thank you are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item okay um is there a motion and a second for the consent calendar
2: Motion.
3: I second.
1: Okay. Um, I have a motion from Commissioner White and a second by Commissioner Rupri. Um, clerk, will you please call the roll for the vote?
0: Yes. Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote. Commissioner Stormy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Fong? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Francis?
4: Aye.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Galvez? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Hutt is currently absent. Commissioner Marin? Aye Thank you. Commissioner Morley is currently absent? Commissioner Bolu? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Rury? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner miller Segura, I think she's having audio issues. Um, I do see you, do you wanna give a thumbs up or thumbs down for your vote? Thank you. Just for the record, she had her thumbs up, so I'll take that as a yes. Commissioner Urban? Is currently absent. Commissioner White?
4: aye
0: thank you vice chair sue aye thank you chair hong aye thank you motion passes thank you we
1: will now proceed to the discussion calendar item two is the proposed youth advisory liaison to the sacramento city council um is there a staff presentation for this
5: i'll be presenting this is claudia jason from the office of councilmember Shaneer. should i go ahead chair okay um good evening everyone uh chair vice chair our adult allies and all the youth developers on the call today i want to thank the youth commission for giving me a moment here to review the proposal that you are going to be discussing this evening. I certainly don't want to take up a whole lot of time because this is your time to discuss amongst yourself and make recommendations. Um, before I start the presentation, which I'll do in a minute and we'll share my screen, I wanted to give a little bit of context as to how we got here today. Uh, we, we, our office, has been working to promote youth voice for, I would say, 12 years now. And there have been a variety of (laughs) ways that that has happened. Let me give you an example. So the youth commission worked with us, I think it was about two years ago to create youth designated seats on our adult led commissions. Um, That was one way that the office worked with you all to move that proposal forward to elevate youth voice. So this what's coming before you tonight is just another step forward in the effort to ensure that young people have a voice in our policy making and our decision making. We believe that you should be at the table. Originally when this first came to council to pass on to you, we were thinking about creating a seat on the city council an actual seat that would be designated for a young person under the age of 24, but would be what we would call preferential voting. Meaning their, vo- their, their voice would be heard, there would be a vo- vote, it would be reflected in the minutes. However, it would not be counted in the final vote on any motion that was made on the floor. We have been working very closely with the city attorney and I also wanna thank them, especially Kurt has been fantastic in helping us understand what we can and can't do. And at the moment, we hit kind of a a challenge in terms of creating a full seat on the council. So we're looking at this, what you're seeing before you today, as a step toward making sure that youth, young people are at the table with our council members and giving insight into how things might impact young people that perhaps the adults on the council may or may not see. So what you see before you, and I'm going to share my screen is the proposal. um, Let's see, hold on a sec. Is the proposal that you're gonna be discussing. I wanna say that everything that you're gonna see in this slide deck is in the staff report. What I plan to do this evening right now is simply to highlight some things that I would like the youth commission to consider. And then there will be some proposed discussion questions at the end again this is totally up to you all as to how you want to proceed in your discussion but i thought i'd put forward some um questions that you could use in 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 your discussion so let's move forward so it was important for for us to recognize that there is actual Research and studies out there that show why it's so important to engage youth voice, particularly in policymaking at the city level. Um, I think we hear a lot of people say, well, you know, it's a good thing to have youth voice or, yes, of course, we know it's a good thing. But here we have some information and you you saw it in the staff report that the National League of Cities shared to show that there are actual great benefits to having young people involved in policymaking. A little bit of data. Um, So the person who did this research was myself. Uh, What I did to be transparent is I just looked at eight major cities um, on their city websites to see if they had any kind of youth seat on the council or a youth advisory position that reported to the council. A lot of the cities that we know um, do have youth commissions just like ours but none of the eight major cities that I looked at across the nation had what's being proposed this evening. And as well, many of you may know from, um, from perhaps you voted at your, at your high school for your student delegate at your school, at your school board. So four of our seven school districts um, have what we call youth advisory members on their boards of education. And they actually have what we call a preferential vote, which I described to you a little bit earlier. So this position would be a two-year position and it is a non-voting position. That is what the role of the position is for council to turn to this individual and say, we've just finished discussing discussing a new, I'm just gonna make this up, a new housing proposal in South Sacramento. Um, youth liaison, do you have any insight on how this might affect young people in South Sacramento? That is the role of this position, wow. but there is no voting happening from this person now there are a couple things that um, this youth advisory liaison position will be doing and will be allowed to do one is to attend all city council meetings for legal reasons Uh, the proposal excludes this person from attending closed sessions those often deal with personnel matters as well as what they call quasi-judicial proceedings Basically, we're trying to protect young people from getting sued. Uh, So we thought it might be wise to exclude them from these two situations. They will have a chair up on the dais with the other council members. They will get all the materials that any council member gets before a meeting. And often when um, council receives their agenda and their staff reports, the staff associated with a particular agenda item will offer to do a briefing. Uh, And so this position would also be invited to partake in those briefings. This is a big job. We believe that there should be compensation. Currently what's being proposed is that the time compensated would be for trainings, meeting preparation and attending meetings, for mileage should the young person have a car and a monthly stipend that will still need to be determined by city staff. This is a big one, training and support. Um, We believe that um, the staff people in our city have great insight into the kind of training and support that this position might need. So the city manager would be asked to ask their their experts, their staff to develop kind of a training and support um, program for this young person. So eligibility. the part of the eligibility that we thought a lot about were two things. One was the age range. Currently, you'll see it says 18 to 24. I do want to note that um, we are going to work or plan to work with our city attorneys to see if we could drop that to 16 to 24. But currently, the proposal that you have in front of you, the resolution, is for ages 18 to 24. The other thing I want to note is that we wanted to ensure that this this individuals, the people who applied had a little bit of background in working in um, city policymaking or some level of government and civic engagement. And we wanted to create multiple opportunities for a young person, an applicant, to show us that they had done that. So there are three ways that an individual who applies could be eligible in addition to the first three bullets. The first is that they would participate in a formal youth leadership program, for example summer at city hall or the youth leadership academy at sacog secondly they might have been in a youth leadership skill building program that's a community-based program and third it would be attendance and making public comment at a minimum of three youth commission meetings or city council meetings within 12 months prior to the appointment so in that latter one the way the reason we're putting public comment there is because then we have record of that young person having fulfilled the eligibility requirement. The selection process is gonna be also determined by our city manager. We assume that it might be very similar to how city commissioners are chosen, but we are, uh, this is my word, insisting that the youth commission be involved in that process in some way. We're just not going to say how exactly in the resolution. What's happening next so you all are discussing this tonight. Tomorrow the the Council meeting at 2 p.m. has this item the resolution on their agenda for a vote. It is requested that one or more of our youth commissioners come to our 2 p.m. meeting and report back on the discussion this evening. And then afterwards, the council will discuss the resolution, the feedback that was provided, and there will ultimately be a vote on whether or not to create this position, meaning the resolution will be approved or not approved.
6: And there, there's a the mistake on the date, Claudia, on uh, number two should be December 7th or six. Oh, I apologize. You're, you're, the
5: sixth. okay, okay. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. And then lastly, just a few questions that that were thought provoking, some needing some more insight from the youth commission. So we decided to put them up on a slide so you could consider them. I'll leave them up for a moment, but that is the end of my presentation. And uh, I'll hand it back over to the chair. Thank
1: you for your presentation. Um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this agenda item?
0: Thank you, chair. I do have two hands raised. <clears throat> Excuse me. The first speaker will be calling user number one.
7: Yes, this is Lambert Davis of uh, the Bay and Back Cheesecakes, and I am an avic civic engagement person. And any time that I see anything for the youth of uh, Sacramento, then I study it because the youth of where I come from, which is Del Paso Heights, uh, they've been overlooked. Oh, shut up. Hello.
0: Well, I don't know who that was, but please continue, Mr. Davis.
7: Well, that's the first time I've had that reaction. But anyway, I wanted to say to uh, City Councilman uh, Shanir, it's been an honor uh, watching him because he sincerely does care about the youth. And I'm not just going by his words. I've studied him, and uh, Mr. Chenier will be missed. I did reach out to him today, but I, I would like to say that I'd like to see that youth commission uh, have somebody out of uh, Grant High School somewhere out of there because there's some wonderful things happening in Del Paso Heights right now, and I'd like to see some of the youth from there be part of this commission if they're not. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Davis. The next speaker I have, Chair, is Druella Miranda.
8: Hi, thank you. Um, my name is Drusella Miranda, and I live in District 4, and I am a proud member of the SAC um, Kids First Coalition, and I also happen to work as a program specialist uh, in youth development at the Yolo County Office of Ed, and I'm charged with creating their county-wide youth commission. Um, I'm also a fellow from the Transatlantic Exchange of Civic Educators, and across the board, um, I think that Many people can agree that young people definitely matter and that they need to be able to learn the ropes of what happens after they turn 18 because so many decisions are being made about them um, and just impact our lives in ways that you don't really understand unless you are becoming civically engaged. And I think that the more young people that we bring to the table, the more that they become a real true stakeholder. And ultimately that's how we build a better and stronger democracy. Um, I know I have colleagues in Minneapolis who are actually talking about this current uh, initiative to have a youth seat on all of their different committees and commissions in their city. Um, so I definitely just want to commend uh, Jay Shanier, Councilmember Member and his colleagues, and also you as well, if you were to support this initiative. I know that it's not a voting position, but it's definitely a great starting point, not a staying point, and hope to see more young people leading the way in the future. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I
0: do have one more speaker that raised their hand from Anna.
9: Hi, my name is Anato Taukolo. I'm currently the Director of Youth Programs with the Nonprofit Alliance for Education Solutions. Along with Sella, who just spoke, I'm also a leader in one of the largest coalition, SAC Kids First, in the Northern California region. Um, I'm just calling in to show my support for this. I really am also um, a Sacramento native, born and raised, and I'm also a product of youth programs in the city. And I remember being in the Youth at City Council program when I was only 16 years old. And I know for a fact, um, as a 16-year-old, looking up at the council is a little scary when you don't see a young person that's representative of you and your voice. And so I think this liaison would be such a great step in that right direction of having young folks a lot more directly involved with what the City Council talks about. Um, and as Jay Chenier, Councilmember Jay Chenier mentioned earlier at the press conference, there's no issues that don't have to do with young people. And so I think it's really, really important that we think about having our young folks right front and center at the table, both literally and figuratively, just so that they have that voice and they're representative of all young folks in Sacramento so that they can be able to thrive and really succeed in this city. So just call in to show my support. Thank you all.
0: Thank you for your comment. Chair, I do not have any other hands raised for this item.
1: Are there any commissioners who would like to speak on this item? Commissioner Gavis, you can um, go first.
10: Thank you. Um, first off, thank you, Claudia, for this presentation. and Thank you, Councilman Missioneer, for bringing this to our attention and trying to push this initiative forward. Um, I believe it was mentioned before by one of the public commenters this is a very limited position i find the fact that we do not have this position um, within voting they don't have the power to vote i find that to be very limiting i would hope that in the future city council considers them to be to implement a youth position that has voting power and has more political presence than um, symbolic presence Um, have we considered any implementation setbacks and how we can move forward like if there's any problem with this implementation do we have any procedures to you know move forward with the problems if that makes sense i can clarify
5: are you asking me erica (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) um could you restate your question again just so i'm clear so i would anticipate
10: that there will be some pushback on this issue Mm -hmm. i would like to see what you guys anticipate that pushback to be and how we can reflect on that during this discussion.
5: Um, I can anticipate, um, one particular pushback that I actually heard when we began working on the creating the designated seats on adult led commissions. Um, I heard then, and I've heard recently that there are adults who believe that young people can't do this position that it's too much work and that it's too complex. And I mean, I'm not gonna go on and state everything that I have heard, but it was along those lines. And I, I, I think um, my opinion is that young people are being underestimated and that's a shame, but that is, that is one specific, I don't know, bump in the road that, that might cause some problems. Is that gonna stop things from moving forward? i don't i don't think so i think it's up to us and our adult allies and the youth commissioners to show the world that you are more than capable of sitting through an entire council meeting of preparing and reading all the documents and making some very insightful comments all right so um i
10: do want to note that that it is a burden on city council and the people of sacramento to view us youth as competent capable and rational beings that we're Capable of doing this work and capable of expanding upon it and I find that this position is very limited That's I find that very unfortunate. But I do hope that it's a step in the direction of more represent representation that will um, fulfill the needs of the community and of this marginalized group. And my other concern would be on compensation, I know that we don't have solid numbers right now, but I would hope that in the discussion on figuring out that stipend or compensation that it's reflective not only of the work that they do preparing and presenting themselves but of the work that they bring in with the vision of being youth focused.
11: Um,
10: Those are my concerns for now. I do have a lot of thoughts mostly that I am worried that city council and the larger area of Sacramento will view us and this position as unnecessary because of the, poten- the possibility of youth to be a city council person. I know that once you're 18, you can run for city council, but the de facto is that there's a lot of barriers, both from the system and the political culture that we are in that do not allow us to fulfill that area. Even if we wanted to, we would have to manage funding for campaigns and that would also refocus our priorities from agenda items and matters that concern youth to reelections, and campaign fundings instead of focusing on what's important. Um, I'm I'm really excited to hear what my other colleagues think on this. So I'll end it here.
1: Commissioner
12: Galvez, Vice Chair Sue? Yeah, thank you, Claudia, um, Councilmember Chenier, uh, Drusella Ana, Mr. Davis, for making those public comments and presenting that. I really appreciate it. just to acknowledge what Commissioner Galvez just said, I could not agree more um, with what they're saying. I think that um, a lot of their points are, like, obviously correct that this position um, should have adequate compensation and there needs to be, like, certain measures and countermeasures to be, like, put in place, especially for, like, um, people who are not going, who are going to, like, oppose this measure or this, like, um, I'm not sure exactly, like, what it's called, like, the proposition. Um, But I do... um, want to maybe talk about like the more positive um like parts of this i think that it is definitely a step in the correct direction um disregarding like the numbers and like the compensation right now i think that it's a really good opportunity especially um for like transitioning youth that are transitioning out of um like Standard like youth um, into like adulthood and to getting that opportunity and giving them the opportunity to have a more engaged role than something that's like the youth commission, but not something that's going to prevent them from their studies or like their transitional years where they're like trying to find a stable work um, and a job and stuff like that. And I also do think that um, this position will have a lot um, more impact than like a non voting member seems to imply. Um, there are a lot of people on the council. Um, Commissioner Maya Bang, Commissioner Katie Valenzuela um, that are going to be supporting these people. They're very supportive of youth measures, things like Measure L and stuff like that. And they have a history of um, just like being supportive of the youth community. So I think that if we have like a youth on um, the council who's able to um, bring these, bring their perspectives and their ideas to the council, and then, and then on top of that, having adults who are supportive of them, I think that's going to really like compound the effect um, of the youth seat. So, um, yeah, I would encourage you guys to support this. Um, read up the staff report if you haven't already. Um, it's it's really good, and it it provides a lot of insight onto what exactly this is going to do, and um, how it's going to help Sacramento.
1: Thank
8: you
4: vice chair sue um commissioner fong um oh, yeah i was just wondering if i should if i could get some clarity on the role of the um sacramento youth commission in this proposition because the staff report mentions that the syc would like review and like recommend applications and i was also wondering just how we could like better support this and like get the word out about it
5: a uh, great question so the the document that was included in your staff report was a was an initial proposal it was um, what i would like to call food for thought it was a place for us to start working with the city attorney on developing our resolution so at this point it is the resolution that is going to come before council which states two things one that um, it will be up to the city manager and the city staff to determine the selection process um, And and requires that the Youth Commission be involved. It does not define how the Youth Commission would be involved. I think you all have all the rights in the world to let the city staff know what you think your role should be doesn't necessarily mean that's what it will be. But, of course, they would be interested, I assume, to hear what does the Youth Commission think their role should be in that selection process. I think the Youth Commission is going to be extremely valuable in helping recruit applicants. Um, And then I just want to finally note, which I didn't put in, in the slide deck, was that this individual will be required to report back to the Youth Commission annually, if not more often, if that individual thinks they need to come back to you all to present what's going on.
4: Thank you, that was very
8: helpful.
10: Kylie, I don't know if you're having audio issues, but I see you're trying to tell Commissioner Obala to speak,
13: so. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Um, anyway, um, I just wanted to thank um, everybody who gave the presentation. It was really insightful and I really appreciate it. I did have a couple of quen- questions. I did agree with Commissioner Galvez and Commissioner Sue that it is a very limited position. So I was wondering, is there any plan set forth after let's say the seat is implemented that would make this youth a voting member or like any course of action um, or any idea of what that would look like in the future?
5: no currently there is no set plan i would say that as a youth commission you are able to take up any issues that you see fit and move them forward in our city policy making process so if this group determines that this is a topic that they feel the youth commission should focus on then you should do so
13: okay and then i had one more question um is there also any plan for like this youth member to have to basically a plan for them or a way for them to get feedback from other youth or how would that work? Because I know like with our meetings, for example, people can come in and drop public comments and stuff like that. But I didn't know if there was any plan for like an email to be set up or like some type of form. So the youth representative would know about issues that youth are truly concerned about across the city um, through all the districts, really.
5: Um, That's a great question. There's nothing formally on paper saying how that should be done again that's something the youth commission could recommend um, on how that could be done i would add that i think you again as youth commission could bring information to the the individual who sits in this position to say hey here's what we're hearing could you bring this to council we also have um, our three young people who sit on our adult-led commissions they're also seeing and hearing about a lot of issues and I would imagine this youth advisory liaison could go speak with them directly as well to say, what's going on in your commission? What are other young people saying about it? So I think there are multiple ways. And I believe, again, that you all are probably best informed to figure out what would be the best way for this particular position to carry as, as a representative as possible youth voice as, as they can, being
14: one person. Thank you.
1: Commissioner Gavez.
10: Thank you. Um, That brings up a really good point, Commissioner Bolu. I would see this position as kind of like a concise youth um, figurehead. I know that we are a commission that embody the entire Sacramento, but us commissioners can focus either on our district along with the entire of Sacramento, and this person is going to focus on the entire Sacramento youth, which is a big ask of them. So I would ask that be noted when we discuss their compensation, but also um, in aiding them in facilitating their representation to be um, holistic and actually, you know, be representative and not just give advice that may not be reflective of the environment that they're in. But the other concern is that we should not view this as a one and done. I would like this Personally, I would like this to be implemented, at least for now, see how it works and have that future vision still be created now. So if we can look in the in the long, long plan in the distance, what is our ideal and move forward with that ideal while we have this temporary existence going on so that we can see and learn from this youth liaison position and and adapt that into that long term vision, if that were possible. And also considering the limitations on the Sacramento Youth Commission, yes, we're an advisory committee, but in our actual performance, we're more of a reactionary advisement. We don't have a lot of the capabilities to go forth and give advisement on things not brought to us. So we're limited in that capacity. So I find it's very important for this youth liaison to really communicate with us so that we can move forward and have that open communication with city council to fulfill our role and fulfill theirs as well
1: thank you uh commissioner white
15: um uh, <clears throat> sorry okay it's pretty quick i just want to reiterate something that um commissioner Galvez said that like i don't think necessarily that we can pat ourselves on the back with this you know one achievement and kind of call it done um i think it's really important that we like again like commissioner Galvez was saying really look at long-term solutions and consider this a step in the right direction, but it should not be considered the entire picture. Um, again, like everyone was saying so far, I think this is a limited position. While there are some really good things we can do with it, I think that we should be you know, looking even further past this and thinking about what more can we do for youth other than justice. Um, and I think also if we have that mindset, it'll allow us to achieve a lot more in the future um, and with this position as well. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, and also, with the compensation um I think in addition to the like you know it'd be considered that they're representing the entirety of Sacramento which is a extremely you know time-consuming and difficult role um that you know I think because of how time-consuming it is I think it should be compensated a lot like more than just like a regular stipend in like the sense of like it being you know what you're describing has like a you know a part-time job that They'd be taken to the, like you know, another job that they could make more money from. So I think also that, while there's like a passion aspect, we should really be considering that with the compensation.
11: Thank you, Vice
1: um, Chair Sue.
12: Um, yeah, I think while I agree um, with Commissioner White and Commissioner Galvez and and everyone who has up the point that this is a limited position i think that it is important that we like plan like for the future and stuff like that but i don't i think that if we start doing that like at this meeting or like before this even gets passed we're just gonna like be looking so far ahead that we're gonna trip on what's right in front of us because there still are a lot of people in the city a lot of adults who are going to be opposing this who are using like really nasty Facebook posts to say that this is like a really bad idea. So I think that we should focus on gathering our ideas here, making an accurate um, presentation to the city council, something that's positive and something that's not too, because I think that on this issue, we are especially like left leaning, like we are are youth. So we're going to obviously be pushing as hard as we can for youth issues. But I think that for now, we have to come to a more like centrist like idea as to, like just get this passed now and then in the future I think that we can continue pushing we do want to have a little bit like of that push maybe in our um, recommendation but I don't think we want to be pushing so much that it turns people off to say like oh they want too much they're being too greedy if we give them this now they're gonna like take 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 more later um so I think we do have to balance like the tone um and the word choice in our like recommendation.
1: thank
15: you vice chair um commissioner white um yeah it's real quick i think commission uh sorry, vice chair sue brought up a really good point about uh you know bipartisanship i think we should also really be emphasizing that this you know new seat it's about giving youth a voice it's not about giving like a you know, particular set of political views a voice or um you know adding greater representation for like certain you know issues i think it's we need to make sure that it's emphasized that this is just a youth voice. is to represent what the youth of Sacramento want. And that does not necessarily have to align with like a particular set of political values. Otherwise, I think it could also receive like a lot of pushback from, you know, particular political parties that might see this as just like a partisan, you know, power grab. I think we really need to emphasize how important it is that we get youth representation and try and, you know, not make it we don't want to give them anything that they could use to make us seem you know corrupt or motivated by something other than the fact that we just want youth representation
10: thank you and thank you for bringing that vice chair sue i know that i'm sounding pretty negative i just want to make sure that what i do want to move this forward and i'm very hopeful that this position brings us closer to what our long-term vision is i just want this to be reflective of that long-term plan i want to push this forward make sure that we get something through the door while we also start developing something in the um long-term sense on the side when um i believe that would be something for city council to bring to us later on but my other note was um on the paperwork i think it said that the expected work time was around nine and a half to 13 hours i believe claudia um personally, I would say that's a very conservative range. But uh, I would reconsider those numbers and really reflect on the other efforts done during this position. But I believe that yes, we want to push this forward as a unified youth voice, not reflective of selective parties. And it's necessary to implement youth first. And then we can work out all the other smaller issues I think ahead.
5: Can I clarify that time commitment? I don't. I don't know if you noticed that it was per week. So it's it's as um, Commissioner White said, close to a part time job.
10: I, I I
5: understand. Thank you. I still
10: believe it's pretty conservative number based on my experience on the Youth Commission. They told us five to nine hours. I don't believe that's yeah, that's the commitment I've done. Commissioner Abola. <laughs>
13: Yeah, I was just wondering um, last thing if you could remind me what is the term limit I think I missed that on the presentation. It would
5: be
0: a two year
5: position. Okay, thank you.
1: Um, I would like to just say start off by um, saying once again, thank you so much for all the work that um, Claudia and Councilman member Schneer and everyone has been doing so much for this. Um, I do believe this is a wonderful opportunity. I agree with what everybody said so far that um, this is just one step and that there's so much more that can be done, but to think positively um, in the sense that this is going to be going to um, city council and they are asking for our opinion on it. Um, I would like to also add if um, anybody else wanted to discuss um, specific Aspects of it that they wanted to um, uplift because, um, like Claudia said, there will be um, a city council meeting tomorrow at 2. And so if anybody is interested in um, either representing the city council or sorry, the Youth Commission or um, speaking there for public comment, um, feel free to reach out to me or Vice Chair Sue, as well as our adult allies about that.
12: Um yeah um commissioner sorry vice chair Sue Um yeah I was just going to like add on to that I think that it would probably be best if we can to like decide that in the meeting and decide and get a consensus on what all the commissioners think we want to say like draft like a few bullets just like what do we think we want to do um like what's like what's our view on this and stuff like that rather than like having to do that later tonight because i know all of us have school tomorrow so yeah it is at two which is kind of hard especially for like high schoolers if you're not a senior and don't have like less than six classes um but yeah i think that if we can um looking to the adult allies here if we have like the time to i don't know spend like 15 30 minutes just like drafting something up deciding who's going to be going so that then we can actually go with
1: like a plan Like to add on to that i think that's a smart idea um maybe it would be possible if um the city clerk could call a roll call and then we could be able to hear everybody's voices on the commission
11: sure
0: thank you chair commissioner stormy here
12: i think what we're doing here is like if you can go to the meeting tomorrow that's oh, too.
16: sorry. Oh, no. oh,
17: yeah, you're good. Sorry. And just, like, uh, just
16: I, yeah. I won't be able to make it tomorrow.
1: Okay. Also, I was just, um, I would like to hear if you have any like specific opinions about this um, position. Uh, I think it's a step in, in the right
16: direction, but like everyone else said, I do agree that it's very limiting considering it's a non-voting position.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah.
16: Or,
4: yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you,
4: Commissioner Fong. Um, yeah, I won't be able to go to vote because I have school. But oh, I would like it. Oh, I appreciate what all the other commissioners were saying. And also that I hope that this will like it is a step in the right direction and that we keep pushing to hear more youth voices. And maybe we could have the if it does get passed, is on I think they should meet up with the Sacramento youth Commission more than once a year so that we can communicate more with them and with the
17: council members
0: thank you commissioner
17: Francis um yeah so I, I won't be able to go uh, to but um kind of just what mr Galvez and Especially Commissioner office but everybody was saying um, it's just really focusing on the fact that uh, it needs to be a step in the right direction um, as far as uh, getting youth voices involved, um, uh, and I think that it I think that it can be, especially uh, with the comments and, and what we're doing right now and, and what we can do. So, uh, but yeah,
0: thank you. Commissioner
10: Galvez. I've done so many thoughts already, but I'll do more. Um, I am able to attend tomorrow. I'm in final season, so I can go if you guys are not able to. But I think I'll just say I do believe that this is a very necessary and positive solution. It's a step in the right direction that can be evolved later on. I think that's kind of what my thoughts are. So as much as the criticism I've given, I still believe we can work with this.
0: Thank you commissioner hutt is currently
11: absent commissioner Marin, um uh, I, I definitely think this is um a good idea and we should like try proposing it and um we should also like as the commission make sure that all the districts are involved in like the student members on the board of education like i don't know Thank you.
0: Commissioner Morley is absent. Commissioner Bolu? Yeah,
13: um, I kind of said a lot, too. Um, I'm really excited for this, even though I think it is just a step in the right direction, but I think um, it'll give us some motion to continue to push forward. Um, For the person who goes, I can't go, by the way, because I have school, but for the person who goes, I think it would be really good to try to emphasize maybe making the age a little bit lower, just because 18 to 24, like, although there is limitations that is when technically someone can run for like a seat on city council so i feel like that could be really valuable um when the time persists and then also i think what commissioner white had said is really significant just kind of emphasizing that this isn't you know about like pushing a certain idea or political view this just is about youth voice and like i feel like the people of city council need to know that and that it is just about that and it should just be about that
0: thank you commissioner Pry.
3: Um, I, yeah, I can't go tomorrow because I have school, but I do agree with everyone else in that it is a step in the right direction. And I do also agree that it's limited, but there are still quite a few good things that we can do with this position. It can amplify youth voices by way more than we had before. And I feel like there are a couple more benefits to it than I thought in the beginning.
0: Thank you. Commissioner
12: Miller. Um, Sorry, if I can interject here um, just to answer um, Commissioner Bowles' question. The reason why it's 18 to 24 is that reducing the age um, under 18 would require the city council to change the city charter and that would um, create even more resistance. Um, So we're trying to get like the 1824 transitioning youth group there first, and then, um, like I was saying, like in the future, if it does have enough momentum, and we do think that it is important to do, um, we would try to get it lower and stuff like that.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Miller-Segura?
18: Really quickly, are you able to hear me?
0: we are thank you
18: okay all right um i am not able to attend tomorrow um but i do think that this position is a really good like everyone has said step in the right direction um having the advocacy directly to the sources um rather than having like within the room as people are like getting set up to vote and having those positions um like it's more of a direct thing. I know that currently uh, we do have the Youth Commission, which is great, um, but is a process to be able to have our voices heard um, further. So having this um, be put out there, especially uh, within the room, is great.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Urban is currently absent. Commissioner White.
15: Um, yeah, I also will not be able to attend just due to school. <clears throat>
0: um, for comments, I, yeah, I just
15: like to reiterate like, what I said, like, the importance of just getting a youth, you know, direct voice to the council. I think that, um, they'd be really, really good, like, I want to say, like, middleman between us and the council as well, just because we have, sort of, like, a limited access to the council, it's really, like, when they come to us. Um, oh, also, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. I think they should be, um, required to meet with us way more than once a year. Like I would assume, yeah, like way more than once a year, just because of the role that we play representing our individual districts and just, you know, the youth in general, I think it'd be a lot easier to get feedback from us than to try and identify like a more collective, I guess, than to try to get feedback from anywhere else. I think that um, it's incredibly important for us to establish a relationship with this counselor, um, just to make sure that we have, you know can all push the same agenda and make sure that um you know the progress that we do we can work together with it and hopefully have a much better i guess much much easier time um pushing our agenda
0: thank you soon.
12: um i also have school tomorrow i can't make it unfortunately um i think that this is A good thing and it's going to be a step in the right direction like everyone else has said we should be thinking about the future of this seat um hopefully that tomorrow gets passed and then we can um continue to do that i think that recommendations wise when um whoever presents at the council tomorrow i think that we should basically just say like this is good we have like a few ideas but i don't think we should try to insert those ideas like into the recommendation one i don't think that's a good idea i think it would like, cause more resistance to, like, changing the rules, and I'm also not sure if that's, like, technically possible for us to, like, change it on the spot there. So I think that um, the general strategy should be, like, we just, like, agree, we support it, and then we make recommendations on how they can, like, change it in the future.
0: Thank you. Chair Hong. Commissioner White has her hands
1: up.
15: Um, yeah, sorry, I was going to, like, like I definitely agree with what uh, Vice Chair Sue was saying. Um, we should definitely get it through, I think, before we start proposing, like, any sort of amendments or changes, just because then the worst that can happen is they say no. Um, I think it's really important that we get this through before we start pushing for more, um, just because they don't we'll have a solid foundation upon, like, which to fall. Um, also, do we only have one person who could make it, or is that, like, what... Like, yeah, they did this really awkwardly during finals season, so I apologize to everyone. And thank you, Commissioner Galvez, for volunteering. We all thank you for that.
1: Um and Claudia, you also have your hand up?
5: I, I just wanted to to share with the group that in fact your feedback is incredibly valuable because our council members have the power from the dais to make changes to the resolution. So if you bring your recommendations forward, regardless of what they are, and that's up to this group, they will be seriously considered. And there may be more than one council member who believes those changes should be made and would do it right then and there from the dais. And that's what they would vote on.
1: Commissioner Gavez?
10: Thank you. So, Claudia, would we be able to support this um, re- support this proposal as is, along with the recommendations that we have to consider at City Council? So, could we say, we, we like how it is right now, but here are some of our perspectives that we would like to implement it before you guys do a final decision? Is that how it would be
5: presented? I see Kurt might want to make a comment on that. You're muted, Kurt. Sure
19: all right can you hear me okay
5: yeah
19: hi yeah i try to uh try to be as uh absent as possible on here uh so not to not interfere or be obstructionist but uh so my commentary on that is as you're all alluding to the core right now is to have a consensus in regards to any commentary or feedback you might have and then commissioner if you would be the one that would present for instance you would take that information you would take that consensus those ideas and package them and then present them to council. Uh, to Claudia's observation, there is no prohibition against you um, providing feedback that includes additional commentary, additional ideas, um, you know, tangential issues, whatever you'd like to do. Um, you know, you basically as a body have been directed by council to provide feedback, but there's there's a wide range in, in what that is. Um, and you know uh, again going back to I, I i really don't want to be obstructionist i want the dialogue to to be here so i usually don't jump in as you know um but i, I was going to say some things that might help for some context in regards to um the aspect of a potential vote what we're seeing here in regards to that issue because it's a, it's a hot button issue i can see a lot of commissioners interested right now the sacramento city charter and that is all but the the constitution of the city of sacramento sets for some basic parameters and guidelines for the city council now you know there's there's nuances to the analysis but long story short is if you have power commensurate with city council the ability to vote things of that nature even uh, in a ceremonial fashion then you start getting into a scenario where potentially the city charter itself might necessitate an amendment. So I think that's why um, we're seeing right now that particular component not being put for. Um, so just, just so I can uh, make a comment on that. And then in regards to the uh, age um, uh, parameters, I believe the commission for the youth commission is uh, an age what is it, 14 to 22? Um, that is enshrined within the code. Um, you know, there might be some more wiggle room with the, the age uh, on this position. Um, aside from any uh, opposition or any support that you might hear from the community on a strictly legal basis, um, and that's why a lot of this is packaged for, for instance, the city manager and HR and things to contemplate later when you're dealing with like a 16 year old with someone that is for all intents and purposes a minor when it comes to wage and hour laws their ability to go to school skip school for 2 p.m council meeting uh there's a whole slew of hr considerations that come into play when you're below the age of majority um so that's another contextual uh or rather contextual comment that i have but that, that's about it, but everybody has the right of it. Right now, uh, and I would defer to Sarah, I would defer to the clerk's office uh, on this meeting, but the, the core is to come to a consensus and then have this meeting end with an idea for the presenter to bring tomorrow.
10: Thank you, Kurt. Um, I'm assuming based on the discussion that we've had right now that we are in support of this measure we still need the official vote you know for the record but based on the discussion that we have that we are supporting regarding some recommendations um if i were to be the one selected and voted to go to city council tomorrow would you be able to help with the language to for that as well
19: i keep on uh hitting the unmute yes absolutely Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, me and uh, Sarah uh, as your, your primary uh, POC. Uh, yeah, we are here to assist uh, with that.
16: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're available. Let me just chime in. Available.
10: Thank you, Sarah.
1: There are there any other further comments related to this um, agenda item? Many other commissioners?
10: Um, Chair, before we go to vote, I see that there's a hand raised from the attendees. I don't know if um, clerk can help address that.
0: Chair. Sure. There is a member of the public with their hands raised. However, this item, it doesn't look like it needs a vote either. So just to make the record clear on that, um, we can go to our public comment, which is Mr. Davis. I'm giving you the ability to speak right now.
7: Yes, I'd like to comment on what I just heard. Uh, Whenever I hear obstruction, in city charter sometimes, from my perspective, they're used to to deflate and uh, discourage whatever you're talking about. I mean, obstruction is a is a terrible word to be injected into this conversation because it, it's subjective if if a, if a racist is a is a is an obstructionist then you have a scandal like la city council had a lot of obstruction in what they were doing down there that's something you young people should google the la city council uh, scandal regarding obstruction even suppression of vote and different things. So, you know, the charter has always been used to obstruct. That's why that word was brought up. So as youth, make sure you study the history of obstructionism because it's rampant, and it's really a very cruel practice. Thank you.
0: Thank you for your comment, Chair. I have no other speakers with their hands raised for this item. Oh, I'm sorry. We actually just got a hand raised from another council member, Mai Bang, Um giving her the ability to speak right now.
14: Good evening. Can you all hear me? We can hear you. That's great. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Happy Monday. I really, I'm <laughs> making a public comment from my community, from um, and uh, I've been just sitting in my car listening to the discussion, and I uh, thought I'd just call in, and I really want to first take this moment to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart uh, just for your service on the Youth Commission. Um, I, I've been sitting here, and the conversation is Incredibly insightful and thoughtful, um, and uh, I want you to all know that I have been taking every um, every, word, every recommendation, listening to you all wholeheartedly with my heart. And I want you to know you have my commitment that I will do everything I can uh, to fight alongside y'all to get those amendments. Um, as I heard from one of the um, uh, one of the the, the speakers, because I finished towards I came in right towards the end of this public comment. This is really, uh, a starting point, not a start, and I want you all to know that, um, you know, while this is just step, I I heard the concern around compensation, or, around um, the um, limitation around voting. Um, you know, I would love to see this become a prefer- preferential vote, um, but I know that that's going to be uh, the fight for the long haul. And um, as I'm I'm sitting here listening to all of you speak, I'm just so inspired uh, by by all your comments, and just want you all to know that. I got your back and i'm not going anywhere and i'll be fighting alongside y'all uh, to make sure that we make this happen and so again I'm, I'm just really grateful for your service and and want to let you know that um you know having a youth voice will not only make our city better um, it's going to make our city council a more effective governing body to make sure that we leave no young people behind uh, we always talk about uh you know making youth uh, really at the center and focus of what we do but oftentimes we know that they're always last Um, you know, to be at the table and to be completely ignored. And so uh, I'm just so excited to be sitting here uh, in my car listening to this incredible conversation um, and really looking forward to fighting alongside all of you uh, to ensure that we implement this in a way that's truly just to our young people in our city. And with that, I really just want to say thank you so much to all of you for, for your heart and your hustle and your service to our city. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Chair. I do not have any other speakers with their hands raised for this item.
1: So, oh, if there are no other commissioner comments or, um, oh, sorry, I see Councilmember Schneier also has his hand raised.
6: Yeah, thank you, thank you, Chair. The, this isn't specifically on the item, um, but I, I wanted to thank you, as as Councilmember Vang said, for the really inspiring discussion that you've had. You guys are so thoughtful. Um, This is, I I have another week on the council before I'm retiring, and just want to say thank you for all of your service. Um, I very much enjoy coming to your meetings. I think the discussion, again, is very thoughtful without kind of the politics behind it, but very straightforward of here's the issue and here's what we think about it. And I look forward to, to seeing you do more and more Um, because I do think, as Councilmember Vang said, it makes us a better city. So thank you very much for your service, and uh, we'll hope to see you or hear you tomorrow night.
1: Thank you, and we thank you for all the work that you've been doing on um, the City Council as well, supporting you. So this item is to review the resolution. So there is no vote that is going to be required for this item. Uh, We will be moving on to the next item. The next item on the agenda is item number three, parks
11: plan 2040 update. Is there a staff presentation for this? Yes, good evening. My name is Dana Repan and I'll give the introduction. Thank you for having us here tonight. Uh, My name is Dana Repan, like I said, and I'm a senior planner in park planning and development services. I'm the team lead for the parks plan update. Uh, With us here tonight is MIG, our consulting firm, who will be giving a presentation on where we're at in the planning process and lead a brief discussion with you. And with that, I'll hand it over to Noe Noyola. Thank you.
20: Hi, everyone. Good to see everyone again, commissioner, uh, chairs, vice chair, uh, council members, others. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a while since we've seen you. Um, last time I think we had a combined meeting with the PCEC and you know I'm just listening through this discussion with you all and how thoughtful you're being about um, you know this this liaison position it's just it's really inspiring guys I mean honestly I just I, I wish that when I was a little younger I would have paid a, a bit more attention like you're doing honestly so um, without without getting too mushy here I just want to just to give you a sense here we're going to essentially give you an update on the parks plan for 2040 and um we'll give you some sense of the planning process that we've taken on the engagement the identified priorities that we've uh, uncovered some of the findings of the park system in itself some key direction that um, we're heading into and that we want your feedback on and just a couple of questions before i do that and kind of start the the presentation here i just want to introduce also my colleagues uh, cindy mendoza who's our leader our project manager, and kind of leading the parks plan through, and also Allison Lee, who is doing a lot of the legwork, as you all know. So um, let me go ahead and share my screen, if that's okay, and then we can get right into it.
21: And Thank you, Noe. As you pull up that presentation, I'm just going to let people know that we are going to try to zip through the presentation quickly to maximize the time that we have with you and to collect some feedback on the parks plan. This is a light update, as Noe mentioned, that is intended to kind of give you an overview of where we stand in terms of the key directions and recommendations coming forward and to get your feedback as we then move into finalizing the chapters of the parks plan
20: great so just very quickly here um, the update is going to include like i said the planning process just the park system findings the direction that we want the questions for you are going to be critical and some of this you know we we want to respect your process so we have questions for you but obviously if we need to go through to public comment like you did with the last folks that's fine as well and then finally the next steps but let's go ahead and jump in there Uh, so go ahead cindy
21: Okay, moving to the next slide. Just a reminder that this is a 20 year plan. It does address parks and recreation facilities as well as youth development and empowerment and recreation and community enrichment and the intent is not only to identify standards and policies, but also investment and implementation strategies to carry forward the recommendations of this plan into your parks and recreation system. It builds on a planning process that started back in fall of 2019 included extensive community engagement through all phases. We are wrapping up the third phase where we are talking about policies and moving into a prioritization process that will include a random sample survey to collect feedback to find out if the key directions that we discuss with you today are the right directions for moving forward.
20: So I can just go over the, the engagement activities that I, I think you all have, uh, well, maybe not all of you, some of you may weren't weren't here, but we've uh, just quickly threw them a maps survey. Uh, it's a map-based survey that we took on, did a photo contest for people to submit their, their uh, photos of what they like in Sacramento. The youth drawing activity for smaller children uh, was you know, pretty nice to see what they had in mind, their vision community panels were really focused on specific uh, groups of underrepresented communities in the city. Uh, Then we had a youth art expo and contest, which I think some of you even participated in, but we had fabulous submissions by age category, again, with the whole idea of the vision, what they wanted to see for parks in the future. Community connections were you know 42 different organizations is working with the nonprofit communities is in the heart of the pandemic and we went and tried to engage with them basically how we're doing now uh, and asking them questions providing updates but really trying to get at the heart of needs in the community next up is this, this prioritization survey which is really a scientific survey it's going to be uh, pr- performed by a specific firm that does these things to you know really get into what types of of projects and programs are being supported or would be supported in um, in the city and then of course the plan review as as cindy mentioned now let me go ahead and um, uh, just say this Uh, there's still some some work to be had and the idea is that uh well we're going to continue to meet with you the city council and other advisory groups um and of course just continue the the outreach as much as possible primarily through uh Social media and webpage, and of course, we want to come back and talk to the summer at City Hall folks and other pop-ups as well. That would be fantastic for us to be able to get into. So, the priorities for the park. Let me introduce you to Allison, who's going to come out, come on here, and uh, you know, she's the one that's really diving into this, into this data. So, Allison, give us, give us the word, please.
2: Laura sure, thank you. Um, yeah, so one of the foundations here is to understand the park system. Um, you could just advance it to a slide. Thank you. So some of our park systems findings is really understanding how does the park system work? Um, And that includes an inventory of all 230 parks, which includes regional parks, community parks, neighborhood parks and parkways and open space. Uh, 230 parks covers over uh, 4,300 acres of parkland, And something that we wanted to understand is not only the variation in park, but also how are they spatially distributed? What is their level of service? Meaning what kind of amenities are offered? What kind of recreational opportunities are offered? Do they vary in size? And something we wanted to understand is within these park systems, uh, how are they distributed? Are there areas within Sacramento where residents cannot conveniently access a park within a half mile walk, which is about a 10 or 15 minute walk from their house? And something that we found were that 66 neighborhoods lack access to a park within that designated walk radius. And we consider these areas underserved or unserved park areas. A second layer of analysis that we did was looking at within these unserved areas, what are the demographics? What are the vulnerabilities that people face? And how might that also contribute to their um, inability to access healthy play spaces, enrichment um, areas that are outdoor recreation opportunities and so forth. Um, something else we did was look at uh, the council districts and do a comparison. So not only do we want to look at the pollution levels, so the social and, vulner- and pollution vulnerability levels within areas, you can see that orange numbers indicate higher levels of vulnerability within certain council districts. We also wanted to take a look at the existing level of service of parks, so level of service is just a number that calculates the park acreage per 1000 residents, a lower number indicates a deficiency, a higher number means more parks for people, and so you can get a sense of which council districts offer more parkland per 1000 residents than others, as well as the differences in the levels of pollution that they face.
9: Thank
20: you Allison. Uh, so now let's get into some direction that we're sort of heading into. Um, these are key sort of uh, streams that we're finding and uh going to walk us through them and again we want to hear your, your priorities as well, your uh, feedback on these directions.
21: Yeah, I think the, the update that we've just given you just alludes to some of the analysis that we've done to understand the discrepancies, the inequities across the system, where key needs are, and the whole variety of needs. So we haven't touched on all of the analysis we've done, and from earlier presentations, you saw some of the mapping as well as some of the outreach findings. So what we're doing is we're bringing that together in a way that We want to identify all of the policies, all of the recommendations, the programs, the projects that are needed to move this forward. But at the same time, we want a simple way to communicate what are the top changes that are really going to make a difference in parks and recreation, not only for youth, but for others across the city. So we've summarized all of our recommendations and policies into these six key directions. And so tonight, we're just going to give you a quick overview of what we think these key directions are and then see if there's anything missing or what your feedback and guidance might be in terms of framing some of the project needs in terms of these new directions. So the first one that we'll talk about is how we prioritize equitable access to parks. When well, we met with you last time. We certainly focused on the fact that as Allison just mentioned, there's a lot of places and spaces that do not have parks within walking distance. So we wanna focus on those unserved areas, but we also wanna focus on areas where there are these vulnerable populations in terms of addressing other needs such as sports or improving facility conditions, improving program opportunities. So it's not just access to parks, but it's access to the recreation experiences that are desired and support programs as well, considering other factors such as universal access and EDA and other types of needs that uh, are inequitable across the system. The second direction really focuses on park safety and maintenance. We heard from the public that there is a strong concern about being safe in parks which is not only a factor of the condition of some parks and the fact that there are maintenance needs to take care of um, routine tasks such as mowing the lawn, but also repair and facility replacement needs that should be addressed. But also we need to address the fact that some areas have more crime, increasing vandalism, homelessness in parks. And those items are impacting park use in a way that we need to promote and elevate parks to make sure that there are safe opportunities to recreate for all. The third direction focuses on the fact that not all parks are equal. When we talk about needing access to parks within a 10 minute walk, we also need to talk about what people have access to because not all parks are the same some are tiny parks you know less than a tenth of an acre that may only have a playground for ages two to five and nothing else for teens or even young adults to do and other parks are closer to eight acre neighborhood parks that have tons of amenities and opportunities so we want to focus on the minimum requirements for park development to make sure everyone has access to similar opportunities Um, Updating design standards to ensure that those park needs are met and then targeting investment to develop parks in those deficient areas. We also heard from our outreach that connections both to nature and open space in the outdoors are critical, as well as trail connectivity that supports non-motorized transportation, access to parks, and access to other destinations across the community. So this fourth direction is around enhancing those opportunities, which are ranging from trail development, which trails, by the way, are provided in conjunction with the Public Works Department, so collaboration is needed there but also focusing on things like climate resiliency, urban greening and shade equity. We also want to make sure that we are strengthening the department's leadership and collaborating in various citywide youth park and recreation initiatives. These are things such as Measure L recently approved by voters to make sure that the youth parks and community enrichment department is involved in conversations and coordinating with you all on how to move different elements forward that will support youth going forward. But also looking at projects such as the river district development or the potential development of a sports complex on the south side of town in the Meadowview area. Gipsy needs to be involved in those conversations and further building on the great outreach that was done to continue communicating with additional partners facility operators volunteers youth in parks to make sure that we continue that engagement and that public support of the plan moving forward. And then finally, a critical piece is looking at the investment across the park system. You know, we definitely heard from you all before that equity is important, but one of the key things about realigning the park system to be more equitable is the fact that you need to have additional funds to support investment in those underserved or unserved areas. And so we need to look at where funding is coming from, whether increased funding can be obtained from city council or other city initiatives, how we use existing funding sources and may incorporate new sources to make sure we're investing those places that need it most. So these are the key shifts that we see moving forward. And I'm going to turn it back over to Noe who uh, is gonna show you some questions that we have for you uh, to be able to discuss whether these are the right directions.
6: Thank
20: you cindy and thank you allison for both of your presentations so we do uh, of course want to hear from you and have some questions that i'll just share with you um, and then we can come back and you know we we can go through your process as, as you need need to so the the main thing is here is which first question is which of the key directions are most important to you and why and then also well what's missing? You know, are we, are we off the mark here in any way? So that's, that's one question. Second question is what types of projects and programs should the Yipsey department lead to support youth? What's, what's going to work? You all just went through it or going through it. What's going to work? Not only in these uh, bullet points, these kind of areas, but maybe in other ways. And the last question is which of the following are top priorities for you? Uh, Is it exciting new regional parks that support city vitality, you know, bigger parks at a regional level? Or are we talking more in the direction of parks within walking and biking distance, kind of neighborhood parks? Or is it something else entirely? Um, so Commissioner Wang, um, I'll pass it back to you. Uh, I don't, you know, we obviously wanna hear from you, but I know that you have some, some comments uh, that you might wanna hear from the public, or I don't know what the process is. So given, tell me what to do. <laughs>
1: of course thank you so much for your presentation um madam clerk are there any members of the public who would like to speak on this agenda item
0: yes thank you chair i do see one hand raised from mr davis
7: yes this is uh lambert davis again you know the reason why i comment so much is because i'm a native i was born here 1958 and I've studied this city since I returned. That's why we started our own family-owned cheesecake business to help people where we come from, which is Del Paso Heights. When I listen to the word equity and underserved and that sort of thing, I'm talking to the youth now. That 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 practice has been intentional. I mean, if if you learn anything from me, learn... If you study too long the same situation, then you're studying wrong. I mean, you don't go to college to study and study and study and don't graduate. What are you doing on a campus? So you have to graduate. And if you study the word park, there are some parks in this city that are called parks, specifically one I know in District 2, they don't even have a restroom but they're called a park. How can you go to a restroom? Where do you go use the restroom? You have to have a a restroom. And if you have child apparatus on that same property, where do they go to the restroom? And I think there's one fountain there. So you have to really understand uh, what it means to be underserved. I mean, here Del Paso Heights, which is uh, Hagenwood community. Hagenwood Park is the one I feature on. Even in an underserved community, Grant High School has just won the this, this city championship. They've just won the Northern California championship last week. Uh, the boys' basketball team won the city championship in basketball, and uh, they're all underserved. They come from underserved communities. Can you imagine if they put the money into that community?
0: Thank you for your comment, what, Mr. What, Davis. Can you please make your final comment?
7: Yes, just put money into underserved communities. Thank you for your Ooh. comment, Chair.
0: Sure, I have no other speakers with their hands raised for this item.
1: Um any commissioners who would like to speak on this item? We can also go and start talking about the questions that they have presented to us. Uh, yes, Commissioner Galvez. Thank
10: you, Chair and Thank you, Mr. Davis, for bringing up very important points. Thank you, Allison, Cindy, and Noy, for bringing this to our attention. We really enjoy participating in the city planning because it really involves what we have envisioned for the city. Um, I do agree. I'm part of District 2, so I have seen firsthand from a very young age what a park is apparently a name and it's just a a lot of land with a little plaque on it with no other equipment on it. So I believe within the discussion safety, equity, investments, and keeping that youth vision in mind is very important as we move forward. Um, I know for our district it would probably be a priority would be to fix what we have and not put money into a more big fancy like make it work make it work first and then we can work on other aesthetic parts of it I know other districts have more an abundance of parks that's reflective of their investment capabilities but I would love to have parks being invested that reflect what our potential is as a city not just based on what our district is unable to fulfill um funding wise so those are my thoughts I do think that um Safety is a very important part of it, making sure that we can feel safe to go to a park and making it easy to go to a park. I would put those as two big priorities.
1: Commissioner Gavez. Um, Commissioner Stormy, did you have your hand up?
16: Uh, I did. Yeah, I I definitely agree that, like, the main point of a park should... Mostly be safety because if you're going to have small children running around all over the place, you don't want them getting hurt. So yeah, Um, safety, equity, those should be the two top things. Um, Personally, for my district, or at least uh, for me in the park nearby, I know that it's like pretty small and like there isn't a lot of stuff in in towards kids like my age. So there's not really a point in me going, like, unless I had a dog, but I don't have a dog. So, yeah, uh, probably for my district, it'd be size and, like, who it's trying to appeal to. Uh, Yeah, that's just personally for me.
20: Chair, I didn't mean to confuse the, the issue by uh, raising my hand. I just wanted to make sure if I could, if it was okay for me to, uh, to share my screen again.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Thank you.
20: So these are the questions that we, we had in mind. Uh, first is the key directions are most important to you. Um, is anything missing? I mean that's really what we want to hear from you. One of the key things is we we understand the equitable, the access, the safety issues. Uh, these things that we've mentioned. Is anything missing that you're really thinking about and that should be, you know, brought brought to the surface more?
1: Commissioner
17: Francis. Um. Yeah. So I got some. Uh, that's. Uh, It's sort of mentioned in quality parks, but I don't know if it's really touched on a little bit too much or or, or a little, or or if it's really touched on, but I know like me, uh, when I was in middle school uh, and even just like early high school days, um, I worked with the program and uh, we spent a lot of time going to uh, different parks and community gardens uh, uh, in South Sac. And then also, uh, up north, and we worked on maintaining, and um, we were talking maintaining and, and, and trying to keep uh, those parks nice, nice, and even like cleaning and, and sort of that, and, and so maybe a part of of the quality parks is is uh, is advantaging those uh, groups. Um, that are willing to upkeep and keep these nice, uh, 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 these parks nice, or or maybe, uh, kind of just using, like using, uh, like the community and the resources that that communities have, um, to, uh, keep parks nice and, 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 uh, serviceable really.
20: If I may, Commissioner Francis, are you getting at volunteerism and really using assets in the community that are already there—community assets, you know, the people basically to to continue to to maintain and really use it as a source of collaboration? Yes. Great. Thank you. In terms of plan priorities, um, you know, these are the types of projects, what are the projects that are going to best help young people? Um, What has worked for you? What has worked for your friends? What were some of the important, um, I don't know, experiences that you all had growing up? And how can we replicate that? Any ideas?
1: Commissioner White
15: um i know a big one not just that includes you know the playground for younger kids but also i think for older kids um having parks if we're talking about like features uh with like room to play you know like certain sports i think is really important just so you know people have access to recreational activities that they enjoy um and just being able to diversify the sport like options that we have um into different communities um you know like having you know if you have basketball courts maybe some soccer field or like all different options I think is also really important to prioritize thank you
4: yeah I agree with um Commissioner White I really think that it's important that parks have like different um ways that people can like practice sports at them like baseball um pitches and like soccer fields um and like basketball courts and also it can be really important to get like youth and different like community leaders involved in like if they want to have programs and um, different community events, instead of just like oh, people from like outside the community doing that. It could be really useful and help um, young people develop skills if they like take part in planning events like that. And also um, school events and like sports practices in parts parks i think are really important
20: Uh, if i may follow up commissioner fong one of the questions here is uh, when you when you envision that event in your mind that you're thinking about you know having uh, somebody a young person lead or collaborate on what is that event what what is the content of that event
4: oh well there's like a lot of different types of events but whether that's like sports like a community with like youth could help organize like maybe like Sports like competitions or games or like school planned events. Thank you. Yeah, or also like community picnics could be like a fun event that Mm -hmm. could be like at a park.
11: Commissioner
1: Gavez?
10: Thank you. Um, I know another sport or activity that's kind of stigmatized along with being a youth is skating. I, I know near my house we have a skate rink, so it's really fun to see the kids use that. I think that should be more available, so that way they're not going to skate on places that's not safe to skate, and people don't bother them because they're trying to learn a sport. But also within school events, I know that um, at MP3, we would have a day where we would go to the park right in front. I know the Blackbird Park is pretty new there, but the one that was right in front, we'd cross the street and we would just have a field day. We'd play, we'd had water activities, we were having food. So I just think having a space to do that is very important to create a culture for the community Um, I heard block parties are a thing. I don't know if it would be cool to replicate that in a park setting. I've never gone because I don't know that. I haven't heard those activities being here. But um, kind of keeping that community um, culture going on and using the parks as a primary setting for that.
20: Commissioner Galvez, uh, just to clarify, when you mean skating, um, are you talking about like skateboarding or, or skating like, you know, a rink
10: and. Oh, I meant like skateboarding. I don't okay. know if we would have the facilities to put like an ice rink in some places. No, that no. Really... Uh, I mean,
20: even a roller rink, you yeah. know, or or roller. Area. I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you.
10: I've seen more skateboarding than um roller skates, just because I don't think the pavement here is even enough for roller
1: skates. <laughs> so
10: maybe that's another issue to bring up.
1: I would also like to mention that, at least for me personally, I know that um, I've seen a lot of um, younger children um, come to parks um, near my house, especially for social events. Like, I know there was, um, they had something for, I think, Christmas or Halloween. I've heard about, like, around the city that they've been trying to do those. Um, And I think those have been really awesome opportunities for youths to be able to come out. Um, They're able to socialize with each other as well as um, have a chance to really enjoy the park and all the facilities that it has to offer. Um, however, with that, um, I would agree that it comes with um, making sure that there are facilities for youth to be able to have and enjoy um, facilities that are safe. And I do agree that quality um, as well as um, how equitable these are, are also very important issues.
20: Just a... a... We don't have a whole lot of time just in the quick a quick follow-up here in terms of plan priorities one of the things that we've heard and we hear this frequently is that um older young people you know, teenagers don't have anywhere to go uh can you all tell us a little bit about that can you all say you know i wish this would have been available when i was <laughs> a teenager something along those lines sure,
10: yeah, I think for teenagers or older adults, um, it's a time in our lives where we're really focused on our studies, but we still want to go out and touch grass. But it's not easy. So maybe a place to study in the park, having tables, having like a, a small community room where we can have access to Wi-Fi but while still being within nature. Um, also, when you go to a park, there a lot of the actual structures are built for younger children, which is great. But maybe I want to go down the slide, and that slide is way too small for me. And so rock climbing activities is something I heard that I heard that's really cool. Trying to build facilities for us in mind, both in body and in age range, is really cool. We want to play on a park, too. But when we're busy studying and we don't fit within the structures, it's very difficult to feel motivated to go. So we just hang out at the park, and then we get told to get out of the park because we're just loitering. So.
15: or why? um i would say shade is a really big thing um if we can make sure you know like you're planting trees in parks uh like yeah like to, um, also like commissioner gavels was saying there's like anybody to put wi-fi uh shade and like tables to do homework while still being outside i think this is a really big thing
20: just as a follow-up, Commissioner White, um, is this at all supervised? Uh, are the areas that you're like the study nooks, the Wi-Fi areas, is it? Does it need to be supervised at all, like uh, staffing and whatnot?
15: I wouldn't assume so. Um, I yeah, I would no, I wouldn't say okay. so. Okay, fair enough. Thank you.
17: Commissioner Francis? Um, Yeah, so kind of like related to what Commissioner Gabbas was saying is that I feel like different parks um, are sort of catered to like different age ranges and I know that uh, for me, I grew up with with a lot of like little kids running around so uh, little kids have never bothered me but I can understand how like the other day I was at a football game and a little kid came up and uh, that i didn't know a little kid came up and kicked me in my leg uh, so i know that i know that sometimes they can feel like uh, they may be a little bit annoying so there's not too much like uh, really cross-contamination like there's if there's a lot of little kids at a park then people who are older uh, like uh, teen to i guess young adult age range um, they wouldn't want to go to that park and also vice versa if there's a lot of teens to young adults hanging out in a certain area. I know that parents, uh, a lot of times won't want their, like their younger children to go to, the, to that part. Um, yeah.
4: Uh, Commissioner Fong. Oh, I agree with Commissioner Francis. I hadn't really thought about that before but I have seen that in my community where it's either like younger kids or older kids. But I think it is important that I think if a space is given that has like both like maybe like a play structure for younger kids and then like a soccer field or something that older kids like might be more interested in, um, more kids of like more very varied ages would go there. And to me, I think just having like an area with like shade so that I could like talk with friends or like have lunch with them or like kick around a soccer ball is important to me.
20: Well, the only other question that we had was this one, which in terms of should it be, should we focus on, you know, smaller kind of neighborhood parks or is it more important to have the kind of, Bigger regional parks with maybe more bang, a little more pizzazz kind of thing. What what are your thoughts on that? Just a final quick thought here.
16: Um I <clears throat> I was I'm thinking more um more parks within within walking and, and biking distance because I feel like it'd be better to have a park closer by that way more people have parks than have parks with more pizzazz that some people may may not like la- may not like want to like may not want to walk longer to go to if that makes sense.
20: We couldn't hear you there, Commissioner. Uh, I mean, Chair Wong.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, are you able to hear me now? Yes. All right, thank you. Um,
3: Commissioner Rupre? Yeah, okay. I'll just keep this short and sweet. Um, I would say more neighborhood parks because there's more of a concentration of them. And like, they are, there are more of them within walking distance. So I encourage people to get out and, I don't know, enjoy the parks more. If you add something new, or a couple more features to it at the very least.
20: Well, uh, unless there's any other comments, I just wanna say thank you to all uh, for uh, allowing us to you know, just participate in your meeting and in your process here. I wanna just bring back Cindy, if you don't mind, just give us a little bit of what's coming up next.
21: Uh, As you probably saw in your packet, we've already outlined and begun writing chapters with regards to the entire parks plan. So as we continue to add that information and finalize recommendations, we are going back through outreach to identify those project priorities to create a a more phased uh, short-term, medium-term, long-term action plan moving forward. The intent is to bring a draft plan back to the community later next spring to not only check in with you, but other advisory groups are uh, Parks and Community Enrichment Commission and uh, other groups to get feedback, to go ahead and finalize the plan for adoption sometime next summer.
20: So again, thank you so much. Uh, Chair Juan, we'll pass it back to you.
1: Um, if there are no other further comments, um, this item is informational so no vote will be required Um, we'll be moving on to the next agenda item Um, the next item is commission comments ideas and questions Clerk, will you please click will you please call um, on to the commissioners
0: yes thank you chair now's the time for you to share updates commissioners so anything about school anything about life you would like to share is now the time so commissioner stormy uh
16: let me see Oh, uh the school the school play is coming up, which is pretty cool. Um let's see. Wrestling's about to go into dual meet season. And that is all I can think of at the moment. Thank
0: you. Commissioner Fong. Um,
4: so I just like to wish everyone luck on their finals. I know for Most people, they're either doing funnels now or they're coming up soon. And I also hope everyone enjoys their holiday break. And then just an announcement, there's like a couple of rugby seasons coming up for both boys and girls with the um, high school Lions team um, for boys. And then for the girls, it's a Harlequins team. So if anyone's interested in joining, I'd encourage them to try it out because it's really fun and it's a great sport.
0: Thank
17: you. Commissioner Francis? Yeah, so kind of just been like dealing with school and I had a little mix up with one of my uh, apps so kind of for community college so that kind of sucked so I had to deal with that. I hurt my leg, that also sucks. Uh, And then I just had a, a, a concert last week for band um, and uh, what else yeah yeah I kind of I've, I've kind of just been like doing stuff uh, tr- just trying to make it to, to next year and all that so yeah
0: thank you Commissioner Galvez
10: hi everyone um, it is final season so good luck on that And good luck on college applications, um, getting accepted, deny, whatever um, denials and acceptance don't make you who you are. Um, You're still a good student and a good person, no matter what other standards decide. Um, In my sphere of living, the UC strike is still ongoing. The TAs and graduate students have been on strike since November 14th, and they're still on strike, and bargaining is still ongoing. I have heard that it's not going super swell. I hope that graduate students and TAs get their appropriate pay and so that they're recognized as important and compensated correctly so that they can start grading my work, please. (laughs) Um, Hopefully it's resolved before winter quarter. If not, I'm still in support of the strike. Um, I hope that gets resolved because that's going to be a mess. But other than that, I do believe that this will be my last commission meeting Um, following the streamlining efforts. um, I know that we're going to be terminated and there's I know you guys did a whole reapplication process if you plan to continue. But I will no longer be on the youth commission starting next year. So it's been a pleasure working with you guys and I'm really excited to see what you guys do
9: moving forward.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Hutt is absent. Commissioner Marin.
11: Um, a couple weeks ago, um, during Thanksgiving break, I went to the, um, Youth Development um, Institute program, I I just have some, like, things, and then, I guess, the occupation can take away. So, in general, there's, like, five. Building blocks to like community engagement, I guess. Skill building, community involvement, youth participation, in relations and building safety. And uh, I think that what I learned that um all groups can focus on um, more youth engagement and providing more feedback and it's like saying why we're passionate about these issues which important and we like we should figure out collective goals and how we can contribute with them and like some goals I think our commission can have could be like look at the city council meeting and educate ourselves. And the second one would be some, I mean, my own love school schools well. And, love, and uh, yeah.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Morley is absent. Commissioner Bolu. Is currently absent. Commissioner Rupri? Uh,
3: in terms of school, I don't really have much to report other than finals. Yeah. But um, I will be hosting Santa Thomas on December 8th in for Club Center and for the newly appointed Senator Ashby. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Commissioner
18: Miller- um, Right now I'm working with um, SAC, Sacramento Advisory Council, within the SUSD district. Um, we are trying to implement policies uh, to go into more gender-neutral bathrooms within um, all campuses on the high schools and middle school grounds, um, as well as a required one within elementary schools. Besides that, on my initiative within um, psychiatrists on campus, we're moving forward with finding um, Permits for those and funding, et cetera, on those grounds, which is going pretty well, uh, and we should be seeing some change within that for the next. I think within the next two years was the plan. Um, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for me. And um, oh, side note, um, Commissioner Ricaldez, I, I congratulations on moving forward, um, and I hope that you have a good uh, career further.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Urban is absent commissioner white um
15: yeah like everyone i been working on finals a lot we had our first model one conference about a couple weeks ago which was really fun at stanford um yeah just a lot of finals cross country wrapped up so it's just getting through the year getting through the semester um yeah congratulations commissioner galvez on Uh, all the time you spent at the commission, we will miss you very dearly. we to continue your legacy of uh, questioning. Um, Yeah, we're going to miss it a lot. Um, And yeah, thank you to everyone. Thank
0: you. Vice Chair Sue?
12: Um, Yeah, I spoke at a press conference this afternoon before the meeting about the um, youth advisory liaison seat um, that will be presented at the, um, city council tomorrow. Um, yeah, other than that, my work with SKF kind of wrapped up for now, like, all the campaigning and canvassing and stuff like that. Um, once the ballot measure, like, starts to, like, um, be, like, put into action, um, next year, um, hopefully I'll, like, apply for, um, that, like, commission, um, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, i just been working on, like, school um, and that kind of stuff. Thank you.
0: Chair Wong.
1: The Commissioner Galvez, thank you so much for all you've done for the commission. It has been an absolute honor being able to work alongside you. Um, and I think with school, I've been, yeah, pretty busy. Uh, finals are coming up soon. Um, I do wish everybody um, a wonderful break, um, when that comes, and, um, I have been working, um, with, uh, SAC School Beat, which, um, has, is basically, like, a student reporter thing, and so that's been a wonderful opportunity to be able to, like, go out and speak to other, um, youths in the area, um, especially at, like, my school and be able to hear, like, their perspectives on things, and so that's been a wonderful, um, experience. Yeah, um, it's, Sarah, I see your hand raised, Um, would you like to speak?
9: Yes, thank you. I'd like to say thank you to Commissioner Galvez. I've been here a short time, but I appreciate your uh, dialogue uh, throughout my time, and I want to say great job to everybody. This was a really, really, really great meeting and informative to someone that's so new. Um, So I just want to say great job, everyone. It's been uh, great to hear everyone's feedback really gives us a, a leap forward into what 2023 has to offer for the next commission. So thank you everyone. And I hope you have a great holiday season and good luck for finals. Um,
1: commissioner
17: Francis. Uh, yeah. So along with the commissioner Galvez is also, um I'm, um, I'm not gonna be uh, reapplying for uh, the commission next year. So I know I'm not the legendary Commissioner Galvez, but uh, I had a great time. Uh, Yeah, thank you all. Thank you for all that you've done for the commission as
1: well. Um, Vice
12: Chair Sue? Um, I just wanted to say thank you um, to Commissioner Galvez and now to Commissioner Francis. Um, When I came on, as a little sophomore I didn't really know anything and y'all really showed me the ropes um with like how like to like comment and like what kind of like we should be focused on and like especially meeting you guys like in person at like events and stuff like that like that was super cool um and just kind of having you guys there as like I don't know uh leadership figures or I can like always ask you guys questions and I always like oh this person like knows exactly what they're doing it's so, like if I mess up they got my back um it's been really cool knowing you guys. Thank you for all the work you've done on the commission. Um, and I'm sure you'll do awesome things uh, in the future. I appreciate y'all.
10: I know our meeting time is up, but I do want to say thank you guys and good luck, Commissioner Francis. You're more than legendary, I promise. Um, I'm really excited to see what you guys do next year. See, will you Please keep pushing forward the youth agenda. Please continue to make politicians uncomfortable Um, make sure that you are the change we don't have to wait until tomorrow for that to happen so it's been a pleasure working with you guys i hope to see you guys in person once all of that covid situation gets settled it'll be really exciting to see a lot of you guys and whoever joins on the dais in city hall i know that's an experience a lot of you have been missing out on but it's it's incredible work that we've been doing and incredible work that you guys will do so thank you guys good luck um happy new year and yeah, go, thank you.
1: Any other further commissioner comments or any other comments in general? Okay, if not, um, I would like to thank everybody once again. Um, and thank you, Clark, for calling the roll call. Uh, this does conclude today's agenda. Um, Thank you, everyone, for your participation. And this meeting will be adjourned at 8 o'clock p.m. Have a good night.